We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. You're pretty good. Pretty good. You're pretty good. You're pretty good. You're pretty good. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salts about salt about cosplay comics, movies, video games, and all things nerdy. Uh, I am your host, Kay, and with me in the recording room tonight is Jesse. Yo! <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy we New made it to 2019. Do somehow. You, do you, have you ever seen that stop motion movie where Rudolph saves the baby New Year? Oh, absolutely. Oh, thank God. I remember watching that when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I keep mentioning it to the people and they're like, Jesse, what the fuck? And I'm like, I did not hallucinate this. No, you didn't. I remember watching that when I was a kid. There was a vulture named old Eon that didn't want the baby New Year to, yes. to what do whatever a baby New Year does. You exist. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yes, I remember. Those movies, we've talked about these movies before, but they are weird. <laughs> I just recently saw one I had never seen before, and it was, um, and I thought I had seen them all, but it was the one where Santa was raised by lion. I don't remember that one. So, yeah, I'd never seen it before, but I saw somebody post about it on Twitter, I'm like, the fuck? So, basically, the plot of this one is that... When um when Santa was a baby, he was left in the woods or the jungle. It's hard to really decide, but the I don't know why a lion is in the woods, but whatever. So they're in the woods, and um the the fairy king finds um this baby, this human baby, and is like, "You lioness, take care of this baby." And then the lion is like, "Feed him your milk." And I was like, "I already regret watching this." Um. <laughs> But so he leaves the baby with them and then goes to the court to talk about what they should do about this, the fairy court, about what they should do about this baby. And then one of the fairies is like, a baby. And then she decides she wants the baby. So her and this lioness end up raising this baby claws who then is taught a bunch of different languages by this other elf um, who speaks all these languages named like Jangle or Jingle, you know, something stupid. And... Um, and then, like, he he has to leave at a certain age when he becomes a man, and he has to go into the world of man after, um, the fairy king flies him all over the earth to show him humanity, and he's like, humans are so mean to each other, I just want to be nice. So he goes, and he starts making toys for children, and then these bad, these bad, like, goblin things try to stop them from delivering toys to children, and so, um... The the fairies and the goblins have a war, <laughs> and the yeah this this sounds about in line with this. this and genre it's of almost movies. over because <laughs> then the fairies win, and then we get flying reindeer and the whole thing, and then it gets to the point where Santa's like super old and he's gonna <laughs> die, and the fairy king is like, "We should bestow the mantle of immortality upon him, for he is good and he has earned it." And so then they make him immortal. And that's the hard cut end of the movie. Nothing <laughs> happens after that. They're like, the end. You're welcome, everyone. That's, yeah, those, <laughs> those movies are a time. I was like, the fuck just happened? And they make him Santa Claus, but, like, Santa has to do with, like, Saint. 
but like they're fairies, so now I'm confused. And I don't see those on TV as much as I used to when I was a kid. And now it's all National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and A Christmas Story. Which, uh, Folding Ideas did a great video on A Christmas Story and why the fuck we have to watch it every year, even though it's- Yeah, if you like watching video essays, you should check that one out, because it's pretty interesting. It's super interesting, because I thought that movie was much- I was one of the people who was deceived. I thought that movie was much older than it was. Me too, and I actually made that comment, um, while watching it around Christmas time with my family. I was like, God, something came out in 83. I thought it was way older. Yeah. But, but yeah, you should check that out if you want to, even though Christmas has passed, you know. It's still a good video. A lot of his videos are very good. I recommend them. Um, the sponsor in our hearts, uh, rapidly changing gears, is Ocelot uh, Circa Metal Gear Solid 3, a.k.a. Ocelittle. Because we both love him. <laughs> so much. So as we will talk about later, I'm going through Metal Gear for the first time and yelling at Kay about it, as if, if you've seen on um, Twitter that I've been saying that I've been yelling at Kay, and Kay's been very patient <laughs> with me. But um, I was like, Kay, Ocelot, tiny Ocelot from fucking Metal Gear Solid 3 is adorable, and I don't know why, because he's also a little shit. Like, he's like the worst, yeah, I but also I love him. <laughs> I said something to the effect of, I love Ocelot in this game. He's such a shitty loser. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Let me spend 15 minutes talking to you while I wave my guns around. Look at how good I am. Like a jackass. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am so talented, but no one will ever see it except for once in the beginning of this game. And then I get my ass handed to me. And then, by the way, this is where pretty good comes from. Pretty good. (laughs) You're pretty good. (laughs) And then he fucking lives with it for the rest of his life. I'm like, what just happened? Baby Ocelot, meanwhile, baby Ocelot gets on the helicopter. He's just like sitting there and he's just like, pretty good. And it's like fucking Vulcan's like time to blow up Russia. (laughs) Yeah, the finger guns pretty good i did that to someone the other day i'm walking around with 15 year old fucking references old ass bold as balls references for metal gear now because i'm in the middle of metal gear saga yeah, no like, i remember like being on fucking stupid ass forums back in the day and seeing people with signatures that say i need scissors 61 and like <laughs> just <laughs> I lost it at that point in that game. But yeah, also I remember, little. Like, well, we'll talk about this in the pre salt, but yeah, I just. I was like, okay, here's where the game gets weird. <laughs> okay. You so, thought it was weird before, bitch, you thought. Um, important note. <laughs> I had to know if Ocelot babies were called cubs or kittens, which I want to know the big cat. Like, when do you become, what size big cat do you have to be before you become a cub? Um, but, like, it turns out they're kittens, so he's a kitten. And they're also so extremely cute. cute. Ah! <laughs> he's so cute. Now I can only think about fucking tiny like a tiny baby ocelot with his stupid beret and his scarf somebody drew that as jake found yeah it is so cute yeehaw you (laughs) need your last haw big boss (laughs) (sighs) oh god 
Uh, thank you for the sponsor in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, moving on to pre-salt. Um, I don't have a whole lot, but I the other day I finished the story of Stormblood in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, that that last trial is such a clusterfuck. Um, against Shinryu, it's just a mess. There's like all kinds of st- just things going on. I believe it's an eight-man trial, so there's you know eight people running around and casting spells and, and doing all special those effects. Fucking, like like all the text on the screens, I don't understand how you guys focus on anything. Um, yeah, I had to actually for the twenty-four man raids recently. I had to find like dig through my menus and find a way to make some of those elements smaller. So that I can fucking see. Because, like, in the 24-man raids, so, you know, you have your, um, on, from, on the left top side of the screen, there's a little banner that has, like, your next MSQ. And then at bot- below that is your party list, which can be up to eight people long. Then underneath that is the chat window. And across the bottom is your hot bar with all your, your skills on it. And your health bar and everything. And then up the right is the, um side quests that you have, and they do stay in there for the dungeons, even if you can't do anything with them. Although I think you can toggle that off. And then above that is the mini-map. And then right smack dab in the center of the screen, on 24-man raids only, is a big bar that lists everyone else in that's not in your party, because they split you up into Alliance A, B, C. And so there's like a big bar that has the other alliances on it. And so there's just like this tiny little square in the center that you can see through. And it drove me crazy. And like, I was getting killed by mechanics because I couldn't see them happening. And so I I shrank that down significantly. And I tried to turn it off, but I'm not sure if it worked because I haven't gone into a 24-man raid since I did that. But, um, God, and you can make, you can make, you can customize your HUD a lot in that game and kind of move elements around and make things bigger or smaller. Um, so maybe I'll edit that a bit more. Cause yeah, it's, it's a lot of text, especially if you got like all the names and everything of all the other players going. And so, I'm not used to seeing it cause I don't usually um, play MMOs, but yeah. like I, when I was um, visiting Nikki and watching her screen, I'm like, Hey, how do you know what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it took a long time for me to know. And, um, then sometimes the names themselves are distracting. It's it's just like, you look over and there's Moist Father, and it's like, uh... <laughs> oh god! That's an actual name you saw. That is an actual name that yes. I saw. <laughs> Shout out to Moist Father, and wherever then... you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, Digidorni pepperonis running around my ankles. I'm just like, stop! <laughs> uh. So it can be it can be really wild and confusing, but um, the Shinryu fight had all these effects going on, and he had different like spells that where you had to run from one corner to the other, and I never really knew where to go. I got knocked off the edge because of this at least once, and I was just like, ah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze frame on Kay's face in black and white as it slowly zooms in. <laughs> There was another one, uh, Sri Lakshmi, was kind of similar, where you had all your dudes running around, and then um, there was a special mechanic for that fight where you had to cast a shield to protect yourself um, from various mechanics that you would put on the party, and then it would go into a cutscene, and I'm just like, what's happening? 
at one point, like, we all shot off the edge, except for the, like, two players that had done this before and knew what they were doing. <laughs> and I was like, um, so do you use the shield to get around that? And they're like, yeah, um, I didn't tell you because newbies always have to have one. <laughs> and I'm just like, thanks. People be like that. I didn't tell you because I kind of, I kind of appreciate the moxie because, like, they came into this fight. They're like, "Oh, there's a," bu-, they're in the t- message comes up like, "One or more people have not completed this duty before." They're like, "I can't wait for our first wipe." <laughs> Where I'm, just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let it happen. I'm not gonna tell anybody what to do. I'm just gonna watch them shoot off the edge. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that'll put some humbleness into your next round. <laughs> that'll put some hair on your chest. <laughs> ah, it's funny. Um, I've also continued healing, and I'm going to talk about that more later. But uh, overall, it's going pretty well, and I like it a lot still. I've gotten to level 50, um, 53 on my healer. So hopefully that'll be capped as well um, by the time I hit the next expansion. Um, and I did hit cap with my bard. That's my first level cap character. And I got the really pretty, um, antiquated storyteller set, which I love. And I'm probably going to keep wearing it for ever until I can get something better. I don't know what the level 80 gear is going to look like, but I love it. My character's so cute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you can't fight crime if you ain't cute. It's true. Um, and then the other thing, I'm just getting ready for ALA. Or rather, I'm procrastinating on getting ready for ALA. I just have to paint. I just have to paint two props. I just finished Taco's bracer this um, morning, um, so I've got that done. I just need to paint Keith's knife, but because it's so cold outside and I don't have a garage, it's kind of tough to paint. But there's nothing I can yeah. do about that right now, um, so I just have to live with it. But I don't want to. I, like I'm That's like a mood. I have like I'm I'm running out of motivation on these costumes. And I just need to style some wigs, and I'll be done. But I'm like, ugh, I just want to... It's not even so much that I want to move on to the next project. I just want to be done with them. (laughs) But I don't want to do anything that'll help me be done with them. When it, like, starts getting hot here is usually when I'm working on cosplays for, like, um, fanime and sack anime and stuff. And... I'll be squatting outside, and it'll be allergy season. Like, fanime, especially if I'm getting a cosplay ready for fanime, it's allergy season. So I'm dripping, like, snot and eye mucus, and then, like, (laughs) trying to spray paint something while squatting outside in flip-flops. And it's, like, hot, and I'm sad, and, like, um, I, I just, I don't know what's worse, to be honest. Stuff dries really fast when it's hot. Yeah, but at least like, like at least the paint actually functions when it's hot, but it sucks yeah. to do anything in that heat. Yeah, and I'm just out there and it's hot and my my I'm leaking from all of my facial orifices and I'm like I do not want to be out here. <laughs> like um it was the high today was like 23 degrees Fahrenheit. So it like paint refuses to cure in that kind of temperature. So yeah. I basically had to spray paint it outside and just and wait just long enough that it wasn't as toxic and then pull it inside to dry the rest of the way. And it's still sticky and I have to flip it over and do the other side. Um, but thankfully, when I get the actual colors, then I'm going to be using like acrylic paints instead of spray paint. So then I won't have to worry about it um, as much and I can do that indoors. And then I have to make a little like sheath for it to go on my belt. But then I'm then I'm ready. Yeah, I'm doing OK. 
I uh, I just want to be done with those costumes, but like I said, I don't want to actually like do anything that'll help me be done with the costumes. <laughs> so <laughs> being super lazy. Um, but I'll I'll be done. I'm leaving next week, so I gotta. Um, my friends are much farther behind than I am, so I, I promised I'd help them, but I don't know when that's gonna be, so. You fools. (laughs) They, they shot for the moon with their costumes, like, I debuted, I'm debuting two new, like, simple costumes at this con, and I'm reusing Azra and my Mikote costume, which are done. They're 100% done, I don't have to worry about them, I don't have to fix anything, like, they're good. And then I had these two new costumes that are relatively simple. Whereas they went for like, they went the whole nine yards. My friend's cosplaying overhaul, which sounds simple. And then you try to make his mask and it's like, oh, fuck. I, the risk I took was calculated, but man, am I bad at math. And then like, <laughs> I have friends that are doing Tifa and Aerith and their costumes are, again, deceptively simple. And they have to make like props and shit. And I'm just like, I'm... I'll help you make a staff, I guess. I, for, so, for my, um, my Agent of Asgard Loki costume, I really like the jacket, um, and my friend really helped me with it, and God bless, but, like, it's really hard for me to wear at summer cons, um, so I want to instead, like, for an alternative during summer cons to have, because I, I just kind of want to haul this costume out a lot because I like it. I like wearing it. It's pretty comfy, despite like seeming not comfy, except for the whole wig. The heat much. issue. Yeah. Um. So essentially, I'm going to fix the the head thing so that it clips into my wig because it was squeezing my brain last time, and I want to like invest money and time into making the scale mail vest thing that goes over. Like, I was going to do a very simple version, but it's supposed to be kind of like hard armor scale mail, and I kind of want it to fit my body better, um, so I want to invest actual time and patience and, like, if I can, some cash into, like, making a nice version of that so that I can just put my vest over my stupid, like, um, what I call my Robin Hood shirt and (laughs) wear my (laughs) leggings and, um, then I'll, like, have way less layers on, you know? Um, and it might be easier for me to just, like, wear that costume more, but it's just, like, it's a pain in the ass to do. (laughs) (laughs) You try taking it to a winter con sometime, too. Yeah. I like, um, because the jacket's super dope with the, like, fur and the, like, armor that I put onto it and stuff. It's fake fur, by the way. Vegans! Unite! <laughs> oh, I'm not vegan. I would never I use why. real fur in a costume just because it's so fucking expensive, first of all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is acrylic. It's plastic fur. Um, faux fur is also much easier to work with. Yeah. So I have that on it. It looks cool, but, like, it's just way too goddamn hot. Like, I was just, like, melting and I'm like, I'm melting <laughs> right there. I don't, it was an inconvenience. So I definitely want to try making like a, um, like the, a better version of the like scale mail thing and wear that too. Um, because I really like my Loki cosplay and it was super popular. Actually, people were like, like hadn't seen any Loki stuff in a long time. Cause it's been a while. 
and I was doing um, Agent of Asgard Loki, which is even, I guess, less popular around where I am. So it was cool. It was fun. Personally, I can't wait to freeze to death in that Mikote costume in in January. I I know it's going to be Southern California, but like, it's still not going to be that warm. I think... (laughs) You know, sometimes you, I don't know what's worse. I don't know if it's worse to be cold or I definitely think it's worse for me to be hot. If it's like worse I, for me to be hot too, I would rather be cold, but it still yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is ALA is indoors though, mostly at least, right? Well, sure, but like it's the walking we're, we're going to have to go car. outside sometime. You just like put a full body trench coat into a bag. And I know my friends and they're going to want to spend some time outside to cool down. Yeah. Like, again, my friend's cosplaying overhaul is going to be wearing like a giant coat. Even if it's a light coat, it's still a coat with a giant fur cuff. Oh, yeah. And it's <laughs> hot inside of cons because people are all walking around. Yeah, it, it's, it's a big con, so it's going to be crowded. Like Yeah, because I remember I've only been to Anime Expo like twice and both Anime times I a almost whole died. <laughs> Anime Expo is actually a level of hell. I get sad because some of my favorite artists are at Anime Expo but like, and I, God. I bet they I, make bank too, because it's yeah. like such a big con. It's such an expensive con to table at. Like, I'm talking yeah. hundreds of dollars, but you make oh, yeah. a lot of money back. So, um, but they, they, you know, are always fucking wasted after the, that con, like, just <laughs> exhausted. And, um, but, and I, like, I had been there twice, and I really just want to go to the artist alley and hang out, but like, it's not worth it, bruh. There was one time, though, that my friend and I decided we were just going to go get every free thing we could possibly find out of the vendor's hall, and that was a fun day, so. That does sound like fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I just, whenever I think think about Anime Expo, I just think about um, last year after my friends got back, and there was a post on Facebook being shared around where somebody was like, Anime Expo isn't even real, it's just a collective fever dream caused by the heat, because it was like, <laughs> even for California, it was, in July, it was unusually hot that yeah. year, so... Everybody's like, yeah, we just hallucinated the whole thing. We didn't really go. The weirdest part about it is that they do put a cap on tickets. Like, I think this is the first time they're going to put a cap on how many they sell a day because people could not move. Like, yeah, they at were a certain so point, in. Yeah. at a certain point, it becomes a fire hazard. Yeah. Like, like, I, cause that happened with Salt Lake City Comic Con a couple of times where the fire marshal showed up and was like, you literally can't fit any more people into this building safely. And then people were like, going out for smoke breaks or for lunch or whatever, and then coming back, and they'd be like, you can't come in. And they're like, fuck you, I can't come in. I spent money to go to this convention, didn't I? And it's, like, at a certain point, you have to stop selling tickets or else the venue's just too full. Yeah. But it sucks for the people who can't get them, but, you know, there's not really... It's either that or move to a different... That wouldn't even solve it for Anime Expo because it's gotten so big. Like, there's no other bigger venues, so... Yeah, what can you do? I'm but, avoiding it at all costs. But ALA is better, I think. It's, like, big yeah. enough to where there's people there and it's a good time, but it's not, like, Anime Expo. Where it's I've never like, been, but my friends, like, when I told my fr- my friends that I was going this year, they were so excited because they are like they were like, oh, Anime Expo, not Anime Expo, a- ALA is so much fun, like, it's going to be great. So I'm excited for that. Um, I know the ribbon game is really big at ALA. So I'm excited for that as well. Um, there was there was a lot of problems with the anime bonsai one from people who were giving out ribbons. They were talking about how the etiquette of it was really bad because it's new and people didn't really understand it. And yeah. were getting mad because they had to answer trivia questions about the fandom that the ribbon was for. And 
Like, to those people, I went up to a guy with a one-piece ribbon, and I was like, I don't know that much about one-piece, but can I, like, can I try? And he was like, sure. And he's like, how much one-piece have you watched? And I'm like, an assortment of episodes from the first season. And so he gave me a really easy question, and I got it. Like, if you're not a jackass, they might still give it to you. (laughs) And, yeah. And, like, it's it's so weird that people are like, that's the point of the ribbons is to know the thing. That's the point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, grow up. My, um, I remember one time I went and two of the people, um, I was, I was at a con and two of the people I was with who were tabling, uh, were, um, Crowley and Aziraphale from Good Omens. And, um, they, there was a person specifically walking around with Good Omens, uh, like ribbons. And I think they just gave them ribbons because it's like, you are Crowley and yeah. <laughs> So they're like, yeah, you get these. <laughs> but then everybody else had to answer trivia. Yeah. There were there were also ones like I got one um said, Holy cats, that's an awesome cosplay for my Ozra costume. Um and the person was just giving them out to people whose cosplays they liked. Mm-hmm. Um but some people got like people who weren't in cosplay got butthurt that she wasn't giving them out. And she's like, Are you fucking serious? Yeah, these are fucking <laughs> cosplayers. Cool. Yeah. It says cosplay on them. Yeah. You can't just have it because you want it. Yeah. I, but anyway, I'm, so I'm excited for that. Um, I'm not going to act like a jackass about it. Because <laughs> as I understand it, like some people bring some that are like, no, this is, you're supposed to trade me one of your ribbons for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, by the way, if you go to a con with these, like it is very poor form to give away a ribbon that you yourself did not bring. So don't go down your ribbon strand and try to hand out one of those. Like... Just, if they say this is only for trading, back off. <laughs> but, um, so, but I I plan to collect the ones that I can for trivia and whatnot. So, it'll be fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to that, but I'm also screaming internally because before I get there, I have to make a 10-hour drive. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. and finish my costumes. But it'll be fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and that's my pre thoughts. Um, I'm going to start with the other stuff before I go to the Metal Gear. Metal <laughs> um, Gear? <laughs> so uh, this this New Year's Eve, I got to meet some people. I met a cat. It was a very shy cat. She, she But her name was also Luna. Like, my Aww. cat's name is Luna. So um, I was very excited to meet another Luna. Um, but uh, I met a cat. We played this game called mysterium um where it's like clue but one player is the ghost and they can only give you these cards that are like pictures hated anyway so and they can only give you these pictures that are supposed to be like dreams and us as psychics are supposed to interpret these dreams and like figure out different things about these murders that happen like all these different ghosts that are in the house well my friend was playing the ghost and she was also the only one who was drinking (laughs) (laughs) good combo yeah which i thought was fucking hilarious because the rest of us don't drink and she was just like um drinking herself some champagne she was having a party for one and eating cookies and laughing maniacally as she handed stuff out um but I I think I did pretty well, but part of that is because I think, like, that I've known this person for a really long time, longer than some of the other people at the party, so I was like, I kind of feel like this is cheating, because, like, there were times when I was like, they were like, I think this is this because of this, and I was like, 
my friend wouldn't think of that. <laughs> That's not something she thought about. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. It's fun to get together and play board games with people. Um, you know, Richard was jealous uh, from We Are Not Wizards uh, of my New Year's plans. Um, I met some children um, and I was like, a child. And I am really nervous around children, but they were drawing and I was like, my time has come. And so I sat down. They had to leave early as kids do on New Year's parties. But before they <laughs> left, we were all drawing and I was trying to draw a frog from memory. <laughs> and it turns out <laughs> that none of us knew what a fucking frog looked like, um, which was a good time. It was great to see all these people's drawings or I was doing Pokemon from memory, too. Um, which is also a fun time. And the kids were doing really, the kids were acing it. I was like, I like your Pikachu way more than I like my Pikachu. I'm going to be honest with you, kid. Um, and it was super, it was super duper cute. Uh, and my friend and I were just like laughing. And, um, someone was like, didn't you two go to art school? And we're like, <laughs> we're like, <laughs> like, yeah, we're artists, but we can't fucking draw. Um, but there's a lot of like, fun in that i don't know how to explain it it's like it there's a lot of fun in not worrying about how bad you're drawing <laughs> um and we had we had a good time there was one point where i was like trying to describe a pokemon that i couldn't remember the name of i still can't remember the name of it but my friend guessed what it was i drew like these two like like rhombuses <laughs> and like a like a like round head and i was like it's like a robot kid pokemon with these rhombus body parts and my friend guessed it from like the world's worst drawing i'm like wow you really know your pokemon because it was exactly that pokemon um i just remember because nikki named hers windows 94 (laughs) 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 um but yeah we were having a good time so and then I watched um, a couple days after Christmas, my nephew came to spend the night. And again, I was like at a loss for what to do. And then my moms were like, we're going to watch Venom. And I was like, my time has fucking come. And my moms were like, what the fuck is going on here on this day? And laughing, right? And my nephew was having a great time. Yeah, at least he enjoyed Venom. And um, and I was having a good time too, especially when the drones started exploding again. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I, we were just having a really good time enjoying, like, watching Venom together. And I accidentally mentioned that um, Venom has kids. And my nephew's like, who's his wife? And the back of my head was, don't say Eddie. Don't say Eddie. Don't say Eddie. And so instead I was like, he doesn't have a wife. They uh, They just split. And, like, so then I'm trying to, like describe asexual reproduction to a six-year-old without saying a actually i think he's seven now um without saying asexual reproduction i'm like some amoeba you know i'm like amoeba get like enough and then they just split one day into more amoeba that's how symbiotes work right and my nephew's just like oh okay and i was like bullet dodged But I was suddenly cool because I knew about comic books. I was like, my time has fucking come. And I was so excited. I was like, I get to, who's the cool uncle now, bitches? <laughs> um, so that was kind of fun. And then next is something that I'm pretty excited about. Um, so I saw some Metal Gear stuff come up on my dash recently. And, you know, I was thinking about 
playing Death Stranding, so I was like, I should yeah, really we, delve. The three of us have also talked about it quite a bit off recording, so. Yeah, and I was like, I should probably finally delve into Metal Gear. Um, and so I did. And <laughs> I'm still in the middle of Metal Gear right now. So if you see, like, if you guys are like, what the, why is Jesse talking about a game that's, like, older than time itself? Um, <laughs> I mean, if we, if we count Metal Gear 1 and 2, this series is older than both of us. So. Yeah. Um, the reason is because I am uh, I am playing them. I mean, well, I'm watching them. I'm watching, like, compilations of the cutscenes because I don't feel like playing six million hours of Metal Gear. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, I just want to understand. And now... You fool! <laughs> the truth is, is, like... You understand, but in a weird way where you're like, I've absorbed this information, but do I really understand it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand, but like in a way that's so complicated that like it's more like I've absorbed Metal Gear through osmosis. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if someone, and I I think Kay was mentioning we want to do an episode where we just collectively, like a bonus episode where we try to collectively recount the events of Metal Gear in order um which i think would be super fun because i just consumed them and i have no idea what the fuck is going on on this day metal gear i'm gonna be honest metal gear solid 2 was probably the most convoluted one that that's the one that i remember as being the most insane like i just you get and, and it's a really hard turn where you, yeah. It's weird to begin with. They always are a little bit weird, but it gets to this point where it just goes off the fucking rails. And yeah, it like just. The second half of that fucking game is wild as shit. Like, like you, you're you like, okay, fine, we're playing Turn Raiden. Turn off the now. game, Raiden. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me. I need scissors 61. And it's I just don't like- know. I don't know if the videos that you saw showed this, but during the gameplay of that segment, it gives you fake game overs. I, it did not show me that. That's incredible. So, so under normal circumstances, you know, you were playing the game and, so, and you die. And it'll say mission failed. And it'll do the whole, like, right in thing. Um, and it'll take, it'll kind of move that into the corner of the screen and show mission failed. And you have your option to continue or not. And then during this part of the game, it'll, you'll be, you'll be playing normally and it'll come up with the game over screen and move that into the corner, just like it always does. But instead it says fission mailed. And that's your clue that it's not real, and you can continue playing in the corner of the screen. Okay, in my playthrough that I was watching, like, a picture of a woman ended up in the corner of the screen. I was like, is this in the game, or is this just something that's happening right now? Like, um, I think that I think that happens. It's it was been a so long time weird. since I played, but I remember, like, some weird shit starts happening. Um, and, like, that was the first, I, and, like, there was a point where then when they introduced the plot with the with um the like virus and suddenly i remembered the virus i was like oh okay maybe the kernel was an ai and the virus that didn't like go all the way through maybe it's just fucking with the ai right but like it gets even fucking weirder than that so like you're like ah yes now i'm settled in that no nobody gets to settle nobody gets to sit the fuck down and be like okay i figured it out i didn't figure it out because the president of the united states (laughs) 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 i never thought i'd have to say that in like snake (laughs) well it happens again in a different game so i 
I just he so he sh- fucking shows up at the end, and then you think, okay, well, there's that whole torture scene with um with also also big also <laughs> lot also lot also lot um, and also little also lot and also little also lot um well what the fuck do we call middle also lot what Metal Gear Five also lot oh, is like not quite he's as just old as- I don't know because he's saucy <laughs> no i just called him ocelot oh i thought you called him saucelot no i was like is this because he looks kind of like a male model in that he's game for some reason troy baker a lot i don't know troy baker just just randomly only metal gear 5 fucking um ocelot gets to just specifically be called troy baker um so like ocelot shows up and there's that whole like torture discussion thing about how jack was actually jack the ripper and then i was treated to the to the small boy army (laughs) the small boy unit that's what it was called i hate it i hate it so much they couldn't use les enfants terribles again so yeah, so instead we got the small boy unit or whatever, and then we get like this whole Jack the Ripper thing, and I'm like, okay, so his name is Jack. But then it like starts getting even more confusing because then that girl was like, I was never real, I was an illusion, I was the setup to be exactly <laughs> your taste, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then we get to the end, and then it was like, you were also set up, Solidus Snake, and then everybody starts announcing new fucking versions of their Illuminati faction. Man meme of the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Yes, exactly. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, this was a virtual mission, which is funny because uh, isn't that something that Snake said in the first in um, Shadow Moses? And like, yeah. in the back of my head, I was like, this seems a lot like Shadow Moses, but maybe that's, I mean, like, they're military ops. So, I mean, so does the beginning scene in Captain America Winter Soldier when they're on the boat. Feels a little Shadow Moses-y too. So maybe it's just like, a coincidence but they're like we recreated the situation of shadow moses and i'm like what the fuck is going on right now <laughs> and then also we have the world's most awkward fucking like um thing where uh, we find out that otacon's stepsister was in love with him and that they used to play house together and she's like i just wanted you to see me as a woman and i'm like i'm really grossed out right now and then and then we find out that his stepmom slept with him, and, like, also, it occurs to me that he was probably, like, a teenager when that happened. Yeah. So, there's a whole other s- levels, and then his dad kills himself. I'm like, fuck, and Snake's just, Snake and Raiden are just standing there like, wow, shit, Man. I thought my life was fucked up. <laughs> You're gonna meet Huey uh, Emmerich in MBS I met him in Peace Walker. And, yeah, you're gonna meet him more in 5, and it's like, oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy. So you know what's so funny is in the comments of the Peace Walker video I was watching because Strangelove talks to Huey in that. Yeah. And um someone's like, Yeah, I'm real happy that worked out. <laughs> oh like, boy. Oh fuck. Um so like th- like you have this whole fucking backstory and then the bird, and then I had to watch a grown man cry over a bird. And then, like, immediately afterwards, they do their bro high five. <laughs> I remember having to explain that scene to you, like, a yeah. couple months ago. I'm like, like oh, that's why he's the- so upset about the bird. But I left out the whole thing about the stepmother because I'm just like, I'm not going to get in that. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, 
God, God could not prepare me for that scene. No one could prepare me for any of fucking Metal Gear 2. And then Snake Eater had a fucking, first of all, can we talk about Snake Eater's theme? Because- It's slapping. It slaps so hard. And I, I was like, I, I'm like, you know, it comes on in like, you have like the first introduction to the game and then the like James Bond theme opening that they do with the like snake skeletons. And I'm like, damn, this is good. And I'm going through my life now still in a dream snake eater. That was an, that's, that's still a popular meme is anytime there's a really long ladder in a game, somebody still wants to clip <laughs> snake eater over it. Because the bass is so good. It's just such a good song. And there's that, and again, I don't know if this came up in your videos, but there is a moment in three where you climb up an impossibly tall ladder. <laughs> and like, you're on this ladder for yeah. five minutes and they play the snake eater song, like in the background, it kind of like slowly fades in. And then you're like, oh, yes. And then, and then when, then when you get to the name of Snake Eater, you're like, oh man, I would have to say, um, as what Kay told me before, cause I said I was popping into Snake Eater, you were like, this probably has the best story. I said or that because I didn't want to answer your question about Ocelot's parentage. <laughs> yeah. And because so. I, because well, I, no, no, what I said was. Oh, the boss is defecting. She probably has a child somewhere. Yeah, and, and I was like, like, oh, by the way, I really like the plot of this game. And just like abrupt subject change because I didn't want to be like, you'll find out because then you'll know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there has to be a child somewhere because that's usually like Kojima's thing for women characters doing something like outrageously crazy um, or a boy of some kind. There's It's man motivated or child yeah. motivated. Um, and outside of the like, blatant bond-esque sexism that i had to endure through this and the weird like thing about how she couldn't decide if she was his mom figure or like his girlfriend outside of all of that and the weird line eva has about like the bond she has with you is different from any bond between a man and a woman i'm like what does that mean what <laughs> Kojima, what does that mean? Um, also, the dope-ass monocle that Kojima doesn't know how monocles work. Where it it's like, ear. Yeah, it comes to his fucking ear. It's like a dope earring. I Fuck. And that guy pees in front of Big Boss. Um, which is another reoccurring theme in Metal Gear games is pee. Uh, <laughs> I hope it doesn't come back again. Um, like... I I did enjoy this plot a lot. Like outside of those terrible things, I actually enjoyed um I don't know. I liked Big Boss. I mean, I liked the boss's motives a lot. I like I liked her as a character. Like even when she defects and you know she's on the other side, I loved every scene that was with her, you know? Um I don't know. I just liked her character a lot. And yeah. I thought the end scene where they had to fight to the death and then I finally understood not for honor, but for you. And I started crying a little bit. Um, and like you said in the chat, that scene where like he shoots her and the flowers kind of oh, fly out. It's, oh God, it's so good. It's so good. It's so beautiful. It was such a good choice to have the fight scene there because it's kind of like this weird out of place place for them to have this fight scene which makes sense because there are parts in that game that feel like a dream 
Um, yeah, still in a dream. Still in a dream. Snake eater. <laughs> Snake eater. Uh, and just like, I, I think it fit. Uh, you know what part is fucking hilarious to me though is you like you think the game is over and Snake gets on the like plane with Eva and then fucking Ocelot's like, "Bitch, I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me," <laughs> and it shows up on the stupid little hover pod thing. <laughs> <laughs> gets onto the plane and then fights him and then she jumps out of the plane <laughs> like, what is going on <laughs> god those games are so fucking bizarre but that was probably the most level headed of them yeah it, I mean I said it before we started recording but it's a Bond film and yeah. that works really well for this genre um, and I, I, I know you didn't play them but it's worth noting that for me 3 was my favorite one to play as well um, that was where they started to get the CQC stuff in that you see in five. Uh, and I, I assume Peace Walker, but I didn't play Peace Walker. Um, There's a lot of sneaky missions. Um, cause yeah. they did put some of the gameplay in. I, I assume the person. I well, was that's watching. what the game is, is. It's a stealth game, but like, um, there was different stuff you could do depending on how hard you pressed the action buttons and whatnot. Like, um, you could either choke a guy out or break his neck based on how hard you press the button, there was, like, there were combos, you could you could fight dudes and knock them out with different combos, like, it was a really complex system that there was, for for a PS2 game especially, Yeah. Um, but, like, I really like that one a lot. They, they had the whole camouflage stuff, um, the um, medical stuff where you had to, like, patch yourself up, which leads to a funny, I, I remember seeing this on Tumblr where there's, like, a, a moment where it's like, well, like, when you get shot, you're injured or something like that, and someone's like, is that your professional medical opinion? <laughs> God, I there's that part where he has to, like, put his arm back in. Yeah, he has to pop it back into the socket or whatever. Oh, it was so gross. Um, but I did, I don't know, I, I enjoyed watching that. I could have watched as a film, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think I would have had the same problems with it as a film, but I enjoyed it a lot. And I felt like it had a really, like, solid plot. Um, even the weird stuff was kind of, like, whatever. Like, that whole thing Falcon's with Falcon's a weird character. Falcon is a weird character. I didn't appreciate how he treated um, Eva's character. I thought Eva got unnecessarily beat the fuck around in that. Yeah. Um, and in, in, like, a weird <laughs> way where it was almost kind of fetishized. Also, the fact that Vulcan's character grabs Snake's dick and then is like, "You're, You're not, not the <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm like, who? Kuwabara, Kuwabara. Who pitched this goddamn fucking scene? Vulcan is such an a weird, like awful character that I had to endure. And then I love when Ocelot's just like, "You're not the boss of me. <laughs> the boss is the boss of me." I made a promise to the boss and it, like fucking does his little gun thing and then runs off. Um, I, I the one time he doesn't say Kuwabara, Kuwabara is when he gets shocked by lightning and dies. And it's like, I, I love how they're like, what a fitting death. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he was a fucking weird character. That whole, there was a lot of weird stuff in that particular, um, like characterization i liked the weird um like the weird x-men of the yeah <laughs> it was one of the weird x-men but like the cobra unit yeah the cobra unit and their weird powers 
I their names were stupid. Like when I had to the pain. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was another fun conversation where we were like, what's this B guy? And I was like, the pain? And I'm like, that's that is me? Pain? But like, that's who you're talking about, right? The bees, not the bees. Their deaths oh. are all ridiculous too. Like the, um, I don't remember what the fire guy's name is. I don't either. Um, I want to say the Fury, but that was a different character, isn't it? No, it is the Fury. It has to be the Fury. And then the Fear is the guy with the snake tongue. Yeah, and then the end is the old dude. Yeah. How did the how did your playthrough kill him? I think they fought him. They fought him real? Because yeah. there's a couple different ways you can do it. You can snipe him early on, but that's kind of a cheater death and you miss out on some good stuff. Um, you can also just turn off your console for two weeks and wait for him to die of old age. <laughs> um, yeah. No, and then if I you think... snipe him in the forest and said you have to sneak past a bunch of um, Ocelot unit soldiers. I think that's how he did it, because I don't remember him sniping him early in the game. Yeah, the fight, the actual fight against the end is really tough. Um, but I, they're definitely, um, I liked uh, the Sorrows, like, yeah. story, and I liked, <laughs> that, that scene was weird, but, and it's it really cool, kind of, though. Yeah, it felt kind of out of place in the game, but I was, like, kind of enjoying it. It felt like, um, there's this book called, uh, The Things They Carried, and I'm sure a lot of people have read it, but it's, like, um, a, 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 a person, he's an author who had been in the Vietnam War, and he wrote this book about the Vietnam War, and it's, like, you can't tell what's real and what's not in it. Um, which is kind of the point of the book, because he was trying to capture the feeling of the Vietnam War feeling, like, surreal as fuck. Like, terrifying, but also surreal. And that whole scene f had that kind of feeling that I had when I read that book. So I kind of enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And also the fact that, like, she killed the sorrow, but there wasn't any animosity, really, between them. Like, I don't know, it was interesting. There was no weird awful backstory with that she just had to kill him the same way it had to either be her or snake um i do want to mention though that her when when they said i guess that she was ocelot's dad i mean dad <laughs> ocelot's <laughs> mom when um they talked about uh the like how ocelot was born on the field and they had did like a c-section and she had like a snake-shaped scar and i was like oh um, fucking the boss probably has the snake-shaped scar. But for some reason, when I, like, imagined it, I imagined it, like, at least starting from, like, a belly area to where the uterus is. Like, it was it's a cesarean section. Across her section. entire body. Her entire body. And I'm like, does, does, do they not know where the uterus is? Like, this was on the battlefield, but they just, like, fucking gut her like a fish. And, like, we're, like, eventually we'll find the uterus. <laughs> I'm like, you know the real miracle here. Her X-Men superpower is that she fucking lived through that. Oh my fucking god. Um, yeah, cause holy shit. I was like, excuse me. The uterus is not there. I did like when the scar turned into a snake and then slithered into the flowers. I yeah. I was like, this is cheesy, but I enjoy it. Which was my big thing about um Peace Walker, which had a lot of other issues. But I liked the weird anime Ghost in the Shell ending of, like, the AI um, boss choosing again to, like, walk into the water to end the, like, um, firing of the nuclear missiles. Like, she chose to sacrifice herself again. Which is an- I have a complicated feelings about 
how Kojima writes women in general, but like, I'll, I'll take it. It was a very beautiful scene of her just like, of this robot singing, the Vocaloid singing yeah. as it walked in, into the, um, like, water and snake and strange love had a bonding moment over a person they cared about walking into the ocean again. Um, and I was like, I felt a human emotion. And then it was immediately ruined with the pa- pause subplot. I was, I suddenly she was in her panties and bra. And I was like, isn't she 16? And like, is, I, is she even 16? I think she is 16. After you watch uh, Ground Zeroes and Five, we're going to have a really long conversation about how much Paz's character arc sucks. I, I'm, I'm so angry about the way Paz was written in Five. I was angry about how she was written in in Peace Walker, too. Cause yeah, I don't, like, again, I don't have that as a frame of reference because I didn't really play Peace Walker, but I know it was bad. And yeah, it, it was egregious. And, like, I hated every bit of it. And there's, like, this thing you can do where, like, you can x-ray people to see if, like, there's something wrong with them. But for some reason, when you first meet Paws, you x-ray her, and you immediately see her panties, which is gross to me. And then, even though we're supposed to be focusing in on the scars on her arms, um, and then later, when she's inside the fucking robot, um, getting the robot Shinji, she is, like, in her bra and underwear, and I'm like, this feels like gross fan service of a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, and you can have a date with her. Which That's is disgusting. the grossest shit ever. Um, she's fucking a child. She's a child. And Snake's like 40 or something in this game. Yeah. Like, ugh. ugh. It, the, the date with cause is infinitely better, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, that makes so much more sense. I mean, it's way less gross. Let's just put it that way. Um, also, cause clearly uh, really is really interested in having a date you, with you. Uh- <laughs> oh, yeah. He's so into it. He's so into it. Um, Cause is a weird character too. And like, at first when he's like, oh, my name is Cause, I'm like, this white ass motherfucker decided to name himself Kazuhira. But then it turns out later that he's half Japanese. So I was like, okay, yeah. allowed. Um, Cause I was like, did he just like decide one day? Oh, uh, yes, this will be my weeaboo name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't really tell because I mean, Otakon has a weeaboo name, so... Yeah, that's true. So I can't even fucking tell. I mean, I guess it's okay because the creator of the game is Japanese, but it was just a weird, I was like, what is happening right now? Did he just like, he's he just kinned a Japanese name? Like, I have questions. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that Peace Walker was weird. I guess I'm going to get more of Cause. I did enjoy Cause, even though he kind of like betrayed Snake. Um, yeah. But every, everybody betrays the snakes, except arguably so far... Um, sorry this is not a spoiler really there's just like a really fucking funny scene with Kaz in 5 where um, when they first bring Quiet back to the base and they're trying to be like no like she can fight with us and she's really cool Um, I can't remember if it's Ocelot or Snake I think it might be Ocelot gives her a gun and it's like shoots through the propeller blades of this like the moving propeller blades of this um, helicopter and so she points her gun up towards the helicopter and Kaz is like whoa whoa wait those things cost a lot of money (laughs) 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 i love cause yeah because he's constantly concerned about how much like in peace walker too like one of his big things is how are we going to get a base how are we going to get money because we can't fund ourselves without money snake and you know how like big boss has his own weird political agenda that i also don't agree with um but like 
he he has his political agenda going and he's less concerned about money but cause is like we can literally not function without money <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense that like then in five he'll be like whoa 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 whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> he's a lot more serious in five because of stuff that happens in that game but uh he's still i, I really like cuss so I and I um I also I did get spoiled for the fact that then uh Ocelot gives a recruit the entire fucking speech <laughs> that um that big boss gave him about his guns. Yep. He's like and I'm like, "Excuse me. <laughs> what what about that encounter is burned into his mind forever like everything." get fucking i can't imagine being pwned in the fo- like forest jungle wherever the fuck they are and then like remembering that moment for my entire life and then going out of my way to be obsessed with that person i'm like are you okay but as we've talked about before ocelot's not okay um no, nobody in these not. games are really okay it, nobody nobody has escaped that i've met so far everybody's real real fucking weird um but I'm excited to keep going. I'm slow on four because um, I don't want to watch Dave die because I love Dave. He's like, I and like you barely know him, but like somehow I just really like him. <laughs> I feel kind of sad for him because I think one of the things that as much as Kojima isn't good at writing female characters, he does a disservice to a lot of his, the snake characters in particular because he writes what he thinks that men should be like based on the way that society says men should be. But then those characters don't have anything else to them. So when you really take, like, if you took Dave out of um, Metal Gear, right? Like, he, what are his hobbies? What does he like to do? And even he mentions He likes huskies. That. He likes huskies. That's what we know about him. He raises sled like, dogs. <laughs> but, like... He really is just a weapon. And there's, like, a point where, like, he even kind of is, like, I'm a tool. So no matter what I'm doing, even if I'm not working for the government, I have to be working for someone else. Like, I have to be doing jobs because that's all I am. And, like, there's that whole thing about him being a clone and, like, how he wants to make his own decisions. But he really doesn't have anything else, you know? And, like, he's created these hyper-masculine men who then have nothing. And it's kind of sad. And I don't know that he did that intentionally. I think part of that is just... For Snake, at least it feels that way, that he did it intentionally. Um, And Big Boss is just, like, one of those characters where it's, like, the only reason I care about Big Boss is because everybody else cares about Big Boss. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, I I mean, I kind of have strange feelings about Big Boss, too, because a lot of what makes Big Boss's character interesting is never really said in the game. It's just something that you have to extrapolate based on his actions. And I guess there's something there for that, but it, it is a little bit weird. Yeah. Because I feel like there's like there's a whole section of his male characters sometimes that like the main male characters, not the I think Raiden is probably one of the most dynamic main characters you play as like that has the most personality on his own. Um, And part of that's just a sense of humor, I think, or just like his life is really going to shit right in front of your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, snakes and then revengeance happens and like he's fine, I guess. He's fine. I'm confused. So. Was that girl real the whole time? Rose is a real person, yes. Okay, and so she really is pregnant with his child. How far are you in four? I'm not in four that far. I'm, like, way in the beginning. Okay, just keep going. Okay. (laughs) A lot of this is going to be answered. 
Because <laughs> I'm fucking so confused at the, but, the end but of- But the Rose that he was talking to in 2 was an AI. So, okay. like, yeah. So but, Snake like, just there, there is a real her. Rose who is a real person. Okay, so he just introduced her to Raiden, basically, at the end. He's like, you got people to meet, and then he disappears into the crowd. And I'm like, there's a point oh. where where I'm like, is any of this real? And then Ocelot's like, the only thing we didn't anticipate is the real Solid Snake showing up. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, in their codec calls, they have conversations about, like, where they've they've clearly, like met in real life they talk about like having sex and everything so i mean there's like a, there is a real person rose but the rose that he was talking to in two is not a real person and i'm if i remember correctly some of the stuff about being like oh i was tailor-made to you like that i think that stuff was true i don't remember those games are so complicated the sec- <laughs> to be fair the second one feels like a fever dream yeah I that one really- especially is hard for me to piece together because so much of it is like what is real and the thing I will give him is that it really does put you in the place of Raiden, how Raiden must have been feeling in that game as shit goes to fucking hell, because the whole fucking game goes to hell. Turn off the console. I was like, excuse me, sir? <laughs> um, and I was just, like, very scared and confused, and I imagine that Raiden is scared and confused at that point. <laughs> Especially at the end when, like... I was like, you're Squidward, he's Squidward, are there any other Squidwards I should know? <laughs> and then Ocelot's like, no. <laughs> Which I'm going to get to Liquid Ocelot, which is going to be a whole other fucking adventure. Well, that was, in, that was at the beginning of 2 as well. Yeah. What the fuck does this mean? What the fuck? I, I knew that in one, when he got his hand shot off, I'm like, this is going to come back to haunt me. And I was right. Yep. <sighs> but yeah. Um, expect more Metal Gear in yeah. the Salt Stay Report. tuned for our um, bonus episode where we try to recount what parts of Metal Gear were real and what parts of them were just fever dreams that we made up. <laughs> and also, thank you, Kay and Jake, because Jake's not here, but I hope he can hear. Um, and thank you, Kay, for talking with me about it. Because like I said, I showed up late to this party and I really need therapy and <laughs> I need to talk about it because I need to know what's going on. But also there are characters I care about and I, w- I want to talk about them. But everybody's like, man, I don't even remember Metal Gear. And I'm like, <laughs> mm. and then I was like, Kay, I have feelings about these characters. And Kay's like, well, let me fucking tell you. <laughs> I was joking before we started recording that like, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends right now um like offline that are into metal gear and so it, it was just like me and jake and i i don't know how many i mean i know jake's played some of the games we haven't really talked about them that much and so i didn't really have an outlet and then jesse starts getting into metal gear and i just like kick jesse's door down and i'm like metal gear <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry richard for screaming into the mic <laughs> metal gear bass boosted <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but stay tuned for more Metal Gear. Pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Finger guns. Finger guns. But for some reason, I have like two fingers out, and then like my third finger is just kind of hovering, and they're for the trigger. Bent. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, and with that, um, we can move on to the salt. Um, I, when I was going through Stormblood, I, I had a problem, and it's part of a larger problem that I had with 14. It's kind of minor, but it still bugs me, um, which is that 14 rarely acknowledges uh, the race of the character that you're playing, uh, which can lead to some awkward moments. Um, like, I, I'm playing an Aura, a Zela Aura specifically, because there's like the dark-scaled ones that are the Zela, and then there's the white-scaled ones that are the Ryan or something like that. They're um, like dragon people? Yeah, the dragon people. Okay. Um, And then, but like, I remember people telling me that playing through the Lancer quests are really awkward, specifically if we're playing a Duskwhite Ellison, because the, I'm guessing because the quests are super racist towards Duskwhite Ellison. <laughs> um, but like, like, and well, I, this became a huge problem for me when I reached Heavensward, because you go to Ishgard, which is a city defined, like a nation defined entirely by their um, hatred of dragons, and they're just letting my character walk around unharassed, and I'm like, and the Dark Knight quests kind of um, go into that a little bit, because the the six, the six 50 to 60 quests, you um, run with Sudurgu, who is a also a Zela Aura, and he talks about how when some Aura came to Ishgard hoping for asylum after the Doman like, occupation happened, they were slaughtered by Ishgardians, because they were yeah. believed to be descended from dragons. Um, but that's the only mention of it, really. Other than that, like occasionally a character will acknowledge that my character's an Aura, and that's it. But this became really fucking awkward when you reach the Azim step, because the Azim step is where Zela Aura live. All of them live there. And so characters are explaining what is presumably my character's heritage to her. <laughs> like, over and over and over. And they're just like, well, you see, Rez, when um, the Zela uh, decide to choose a new Han, and she's like, fucking, I know. She just turns to look at the camera like she's on the office. And just... <laughs> I he he ends like he ends like. Have you ever tried Zela food? And she's like, "Fucking look at me and ask me that question again." <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's funny because I was thinking of um, I was thinking of that when I was watching. Not to bring it, not to mention Metal Gear again, but there's like a whole part where they explain the Cold War, and then there's a part where they explain the Cuban Missile Crisis and how it, America treated it and the space race, and like to get to this other stuff. But I was like, "Bruh, this." <laughs> To be on. fair, a lot of Americans probably don't know that history. That's true, but I was like, I know what the fucking Cuban Missile Crisis is. Hey, if they didn't know from, like, our U.S. history books, it was an X-Men First Class, remember? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But X-Men cl First Class is much more recent than Metal Gear Solid 3. Metal that's Gear Solid true. 3 came out in, like, 2003 or something. But Together, um, with our histories united. <laughs> It's just like it's just super fucking awkward if you're playing uh, a Zela Aura specifically, and I just like look at me and then ask me that fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was an option, but you don't actually get to say anything in that scene. Just like he and he and please look okay, me in the I eye. I will draw that comic for you. Oh um, my god, dude, that'd be so funny. It. I'm making a note about it on a piece of scrap paper in my desk so that I remember to do this. Yeah, the other character's name is Hien, spelled H-I-E-N. You'll be able to find him. Um, but, God, it's just, like, it's so funny. And, it, again, this is, like, a, a larger problem, because, like, they just they just don't really acknowledge it except for out, out of 
occasionally you'll get flavor text where a, a group is like, kill that Aura bitch. And it's like, okay, thanks. But that's it. They, they never really acknowledge your character's race. And it's super awkward. And I know that it would require writing extra dialogue and it would be like a lot of extra work, but it's still just really weird. <laughs> um, the other 14 salt I have is that um, I, I talked a couple times on Twitter about how I was reaching peak healer salt very, very quickly. Um, and I have two good stories for that. The first that happened was I, um, I'm going to have to explain a lot for this, but I went to the Sunken Temple of Karn, which if I remember correctly, is a level 37 optional dungeon um, that has a really difficult first boss. I remember wiping to this boss a number of times. The first boss of the Sunken Temple of Karn um, has a full room AoE where it says like the Terrasar starts to growl and it creates a doom status effect. And if you don't run to like a lit up platform, basically immediately, you're just going to die instantly. So this, it's, it's a tough mechanic. And so I basically have gotten it in my head that every time I go to the Sunken Temple of Karn, I'm going to wipe to this boss at least once. So I don't get mad about it. Um, but anyway, we start this boss, this, this run, it was me as a white mage, we had a, um, I believe a dark knight, and a red mage, and then like a, a summoner or something. Um, the tank runs ahead and grabs a huge group of enemies that I can't keep up with. We all wipe. And then he types in the chat, big pull, keep up. I'm just like, oh no. Here we go. I'm gonna skewer you. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, well, my thought was I'm going to get vote dismissed because he's not patient. Um, yeah. He does it again. We die again. And so I said, I'm a new healer. Can we please slow down? And he said, no. Um, I'm a master healer. I know how this works. And the only way you're ever going to get better is if you heal a tank like me. And I was like, I just said, okay. Because I didn't have the energy to fight with him. I was like, if yeah. he's going to, if we're, we're either going to have the longest dungeon experience of my life, or he's going to vote dismiss me and I can just get back in the queue and try it again. Um, and so, and he's like, you're doing fine. I'm like, sure. And the other DPS, like one of the DPS is like, you got this. And then the red mage says, you got this in say chat instead of party chat, which in my experience is the number one indicator. This person is brand new to the game. And so I'm like, oh. well, now I can't be a dick. Yeah, I can't leave because there's a newbie here. Um, so we get to the first boss and um, we wipe and start over, get it, get to it again, wipe again. Oh, at this point I learned. So we had a conversation in between wipes with the tank and I where he was like, I'm sorry, I was trying to keep the, the bees off of you. And I was like, yeah, um, well, next time we go in there, I'll cast... Um, when the bees first show up, I'll cast, uh, bees. I can't remember what it's called, Lucid Dreaming. Um, and he said, Lucid Dreaming doesn't do anything for aggro management. It just does refresh. And I'm like, no, it it does do, it halves your enmity generation as well. So I'm like, oh, in my head, I'm like, Master Healer doesn't know what Lucid Dreaming does. So <laughs> anyway, we, we wipe a second time. And he says, stop trying to revive the red mage. She's not getting it. And he's making everything harder. And I'm just I, like, that was, I was like, no, this is, this is the hill I'm going to die on. Like, I'm not, <laughs> the, I will not do something like that. And like, and in between, he kind of tried to explain the mechanic, but he'd explained it using MMO terms. And 
I knew that when I was starting out, if somebody had explained the fight mechanics to me like that, I wouldn't have understood them. And yeah. so I told him, I was like, don't be rude. And he said, no, I'm talking about the red mage. And I was like, I know who you're talking about. Don't be rude. And so I said, like, we were all new players once. And he says, red mage is a level 60 cl- c- class. And I was like, it's a level 50 class, actually. Um, <laughs> and so I said, Davy, which is the red mage's name. I was like, Davy, when the whole room turns orange, um, run to the lit up platforms. And he got it. And the next time we cleared it. And so I said, to the, I very smartly said to the tank, see, he's fine. And like, and he didn't say anything <laughs> about it. Um, in the next room, he does another big pull and my mana gets completely depleted. And so after that, he's like, oh, we're going to wait for a second because I saw your your MP got really low and I want it to regenerate. And I was like, thanks. And he's like, why'd your MP get so low? And I'm just like, because I was panicking because I can't keep up. And so, and so he actually gave me some like decent advice, but I'm just like, God, did you have to be such an asshole about it? I and like that it was so simple that you could say when the whole room turns orange, run onto those platforms. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, that's so rude." Because he said he said something like, um, "Hey, when he does the full the AOE uh, and cast a doom, go to the lit up platforms." And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I know that if I had been like my first time through Karn, if somebody had said that to me, I would have been like, "What?" So like this guy was I. And the fact that he was a brand new red mage is a little bit weird because you can't unlock red mage until you have at least one class at level 50, which means that you've probably gone through most of, if not all of a realm reborn, but like, there's a lot of reasons he could have been unfamiliar with the game up to that point. Like you can buy, um, potions from the, with real dollars from the store that gives you a level boost to level 50. Um, you can't, he could have been playing on like his brother's or his friend's account or something. Yeah, I've done that for other people's games. And my, my one time Nikki was just like, I'm sorry, other players. And then he gave me the controller. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a whole lot of reasons why he could have still been unfamiliar with the game and playing a red mage that like, just don't be a dick to people. It's not that hard. And, and the Sunken Temple of Karn, as I explained, is just kind of a tough dungeon at least the first part so you just have to like god forbid be nice and explain things to people but we got through and i gave um the red mage my player commendation out of spite and i really hope he keeps playing he 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 did the dote emote on both of us at the end and i was like weird flex but okay (laughs) weird flex but okay (laughs) i thought he was just gonna do it to me because i was nice to him but he also did it to the tank and i was like all right (laughs) but um that that was like the start of my healer salt. That got to me got to me to about seventy five percent right there. This guy was such a dick. But um, after that, I went to um, this other dungeon called Brayflox's Longstop, and that one's like that's the first dungeon that you play after you get your jobstone. Because when you get to level thirty, you get um, your jobstone, so you'll go from thaumaturge to black mage, or conjurer to white mage, or uh, gladiator to paladin, whatever. Um, so it's not unusual to get somebody in there who's not wearing their jobstone because they didn't know or they forgot to equip it or whatever. Um, because when you change classes, it doesn't necessarily re-equip your jobstone, which is really irritating. But, um, I ended up in the dungeon with a level 36 gladiator, which, oh. uh, and the jobstone's not just for aesthetics. It gives you a huge defense 
strength, boost, everything. So I didn't know at the time what was going on, um, but this tank was just melting. Like if I, if I <laughs> just normal, just normal enemy mobs. If I stopped babysitting him for like five seconds, his health would go from a hundred to hundred percent to two percent. And I'm just like, what is happening? I couldn't, I couldn't leave him alone. So I wasn't doing any DPS, which meant that we were taking a real fucking long time to get through this dungeon. And we wiped at least once to every single boss. Um, another fun thing about that dungeon was that the monk would stand perfectly still at the beginning of the fight and the tank like pulls the enemy and what was I saying? Oh yeah, the monk would just stand still and we're fighting the boss and I'm like, dude. And then he would give advice that I don't think the tank was, was reading. And I'm just like, yeah, that's nice, but it won't matter if we're dead. So the best part was like, we spent, we spent so much time fighting the final boss <laughs> and, uh, the monk died oh at one God. point, but I had already raised the tank once. So I didn't have swift cast and I couldn't leave the tank alone long enough to cast a normal raise because like with swift, you, you do the swift cast raise combo because then you can instantly raise them without having to wait for the, the spell cast time. And the spell cast time for a raise is obviously really long. And so for se I'm waiting for swift cast to go off cooldown, which is like a minute, I think, um, maybe 90 seconds. And so at one point he's like raise. And I just wrote back trying and he shut up for the rest of the match. Um, and so eventually it came, went off cooldown and I was able to raise him again, which is good because I was out of mana. And I'm just like, <laughs> if if we can't finish this right now, we're like we're all going to wipe and we're going to have to do it again. But thankfully we didn't. We get through. And I'm just like, that die. was an experience. <laughs> and the monk's like, haha, yeah. Um, and we all left. And I was talking about it in my... Um, link shell and i went through my contacts to find the guy because somebody was like it wasn't me was it and i was like no no it was some guy i didn't know from a different server so i went to look up what server it was and i saw his job icon and i was like oh my god it was a gladiator <laughs> and not a paladin that's that's why he kept melting but oh my god that was a time i, I if i had known i would have been like hey man you need to get your job stone or else you're gonna have a bad time in dungeons from here on out but I didn't. I didn't know, so I didn't say anything to him. Um, but now I do, and I can recognize the icon and yeah. know when I'm going to have a bad time. Yeah, I uh, as a as a healer, like in Overwatch, is a, it's very different. But I often feel like I'm babysitting a lot, um, especially when I'm fucking like point healing somebody. Like when I'm pocket healing a person, and then like <laughs> they're just not pushing forward and i'm like i am literally on your asshole right now you can push um which is really weird with tanks because so i'm like why are you playing a tank if you're not gonna push um and but like i had a really weird weird experience and ever since then i equipped i'm working when <laughs> I, um when people ask for healing so when i'm moira i'll just spam i'm working when people are like heal me and um and like one of the funniest parts about that though is that um like they'll straight up do it when they, <laughs> they're standing right next to me and i die and they're like i need healing and i'm the only healer and i'm like i'm working another thing i'll do now is um if i if someone if someone fucking goddamn says to me i need healing and i look around and i can't find them i just am like group up with me and so i don't know if it's because i've become more assertive in my old age um as as Moira but like I keep getting shot caller as Moira 
And I don't know that because, you know, they um, they have player columns now and there's one for um, sportsmanship. There's one for um, like just like a good teammate. Um, I get that one a lot, too. And then there's one for um, shot caller who's supposed to be in charge. I imagine when you're playing on PC, that one usually yeah. will go to the person who's like talking the most over the like um, chat, you know, but like on um on the uh like on console it's just like it has it's it's a weird one to have on console but i always get it specifically as moira because i'm always yelling shit at players who are trying to harass me and i'm like (laughs) or like i something about being a healer i think it's this way in um in Final Fantasy XIV too, but you're paying attention to so much shit at once, because not only are you paying attention to your health, but you're paying attention to everybody else's health, and also people are trying to kill you, so, like, yeah, for... And and similar to Overwatch, you're expected to do DPS during this time, too, so you're also paying attention to the enemies. Exactly. So, like, sometimes people will be coming around the other way, but I'm, like, usually back because I don't want to get hit. Like, I'm with the team, but I'm behind them. Uh, because I used to push forward ahead, although sometimes I'll still do that if none of them get on the point. And I'm like, the point! <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I'll be back. And, like, there was this soldier that I kept trying to go around. And I kept being like, group up with me whenever he would try to come around. And our diva would come over and spank him and then leave. And I would say thank you. I got shot collar for that one, too. But I think it's literally because at one point I just... I used to be really embarrassed when people would say I need healing because I'm like, I'm a bad healer. But I'm like, no, no, it's you that yeah. are wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, my, I know. I'm waiting for the moment where like, because my friend has told me many stories with this. I'm waiting for the moment where I get that really needy tank that's like, oh, my health dropped to 75%. Heal me. And it's like, I'm sorry. Did you die? <laughs> my health got low, but did you die? Did you- die yeah i have that experience it's always tanks too which is really weird because i'm like you have the most padding you have tons of health for a reason can you calm down yeah like i look over and they're like i need healing and there's like one tick away from their health and i'm like are you okay like are you paranoid (laughs) i will say one time at least though like i i was playing with a good tank but they just ate shit for some reason and they went from 100% health to like 15 and I just like screamed out loud (laughs) (laughs) playing how low can you go is only fun if it's on my terms Uh, I always um, say I had another. Oh, sorry, continue. Sorry, oh, I was just always say when I'm healing now, I'm just like, oh yes, my time as a service top is just me healing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had another fun dungeon experience that I didn't write down here, but it was an, it was when I was going through the story as Stormblood, so I was playing Bard, and um, I think the dungeon was Alamigo. It was either Alamigo or or Castrum, whatever the fuck it is that it's in that's in that zone. Um. But we got in, and the healer all of a sudden's like, you're really undergeared for this zone, and when we get out, you need to get something better. And I was like, I was like I'm was wearing level 68 gear for a level 68 dungeon. And so I'm like, who's that directed at? And she's like, the tank. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no fear. One fear. <laughs> <laughs> the tank's undergeared. One fear. Um, but we got to the final boss, and after wiping once... Um, we, we're going through it again and the tank dies and 
aggro is on me. <laughs> and by the way, like part part of the reason we got clued into the fact that this tank's undergeared is because I kept rip- ripping aggro off the tank, which is weird because usually the bard doesn't draw that much aggro. Yeah. Um, so I think that's when the healer checked and was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Augmented Shire gear, that's why. Um, but the tank had died and the healer either couldn't or wasn't going to raise him. So it's like, I guess it's my, I guess it's on me. So I tanked the boss. That's <laughs> a bar. Which basically entailed me just running around the arena in circles and casting debuffs. I think I used Limit Break at one point. Okay, but you know um, that vine of that guy in Florida standing in the hurricane where metal music is playing holding the American flag? Yeah. That's what I just imagined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like that that meme of the girl playing the flute and crying when, <laughs> when your part is dying, but you're just a bard. <laughs> but we did it. It was wild. That's so funny. Oh man, late game dungeons. <laughs> um, and the last story that I have to tell is the tale of the cursed embroidery file <laughs> submitted for the consideration of the Midnight Society. Um. I, um, with some Christmas money that I've been saving up, I got an embroidery machine. Yay! It's, it's real nice. I've been talking about getting one for a while. That, I think I told this story on the podcast, where I was looking at one on Amazon, and they jacked up the price to, like, $1,200, and then put it on sale for 50% off, so it was just its original price, and I'm like, oh, thanks. An avocado. Um, so I went to an embroidery machine store, and I bought a different, much nicer machine, um, for a pretty steep discount. And the t- at the time, the guy was like, so I was looking at all these machines on the floor and they were all like thousands of dollars. And I'm like, I can't get these. Yeah. There's, there's no way. And he's like, so the ones that are on the floor are these really nice models that have huge screens that are full color displays because that's what sells with our clientele because we're mostly sell to like an older clientele. But I have this one, it's in the back. It's a black and white display that you're probably going to find just fine. And I can give it to you for a steep discount. And I was like, all right, so let's show, show it to me. And so that's the one that I got. Um, hey, kids, you want to buy a sundial? <laughs> yeah. And I, fi- I found out recently that, that that store is closing. So that's probably the other reason why he sold it to me for so cheap. Um, that's kind of a funny story, I- though. Yeah, it was pretty good. Because, like, the cheapest machine on the floor before he told me about that machine was $3,400. And that was after the discount. And I'm like, no, no. Jesus, God, who is <laughs> buying these machines? Yeah. Rich old ladies, I guess. <laughs> um, it would make, like, some of these machines, like, one of them clearly appeared to me, at least, to be, like, a commercial yeah. embroidery machine. Something that you would get if you were planning on selling this stuff but i just wanted this for my personal use for my costumes maybe i'll do patch commissions probably not at least not on a large scale like if somebody was like hey can you make me a patch i'll be like yeah that'll be 50 bucks or whatever yeah but um you know i it's it's just it's just for funsies so i wasn't i was not planning on spending a lot of money on this um but the ones that they had in the store were expensive because they're full color displays touchscreen all the bells and whistles. Um, but this one's pretty neat because it has a USB drive on it and you can make your own designs or download them or whatever and pop them into the machine and it'll digitize it and embroider it. Um, 
on its own. So of course, I'm like, I gotta try this. <laughs> so I got some free, I got a free program called Sophie So. Um, that it's a very, very simple program. Um, where basically you just take an image and you can kind of trace around it and that'll create a digitizing pattern. Um, is it like a that vector file export. that it's using? Um, well, it's similar, it's sort of similar, but it's not a vector file. It's a specific format. It's a .vp3 for my machine. Okay. Um, but it, it's a, ve- it's vectoring software, essentially yeah. it's a similar process. Um, so I'm like, all right. And of course I do some fucking nerd shit. I got the red mage, uh, job icon. Cause it's. It's like a, it's kind of stylized to look like a rapier. So it has a lot of like sharp angular lines that would be easy for me to trace. I know (laughs) that's nerdy as hell, but, um, I, I wanted something simple. So I got this and it's just one color. So, um, so I traced it. And then when I went to export, it got all jacked up somehow and it wouldn't export. So I had to do it again. Um, cause there's no undo button and I hadn't been saving so Yoo-hoo. that's my bad <laughs> but yeah this, this system's so big ba- this pro- the software so basic there isn't a fucking undo button yeah um but so i did it again and exported it and then when i put it on my machine it said file cannot be read and i'm like <sighs> so i re-exported it and at this point i'm getting wise to the um software so originally i was just exporting it as like rdm.vp3 or whatever yeah um but now it's cursed image.vp3 <laughs> <laughs> um and this time it worked so I, I pull it up on my machine i'm like all right it's working i throw together the hoop and everything's going fine it starts embroidering it and then it goes to do the outline and it gets stuck and it got so stuck that it broke the, man- the needle and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. So I replace the needle, and I kind of move it ahead a couple stitches. And then it gets stuck again and breaks another needle. And I'm just like, okay, okay, this is the universe telling me that I'm not supposed to have this patch. I'm fucking done. I can't. And so I um, I did a different one. I did the white mage symbol. And that one went, that one works like a dream. So the machine works. It's just. But holy shit. It was cursed. just the red mage. Just the, just the red mage symbol is cursed. <laughs> I had stuff like that happen. Uh, 3D printers are picky like that. I don't own a 3D printer, oh, yeah. I want to say, but I was in a lab. No, but you, you, yeah. yeah, you were in that class. You talked about it a couple yeah, times on and, the show. Um, so. Working with those was a fucking nightmare because sometimes it would just decide we're not going to work and we're just going to spit hot plastic all over this sheet and you're not going to know that it's going to happen until it's happening. And I'm just like, I'm a sad <laughs> boy right now. <laughs> I had a really sad moment while I was watching my machine embroider when I realized that a 3D printer now is cheaper oh. than an embroidery <laughs> <laughs> But I wouldn't have used it as much, yeah. I don't think. Um, and also the the plastic that you use in the printer is very expensive compared to embroidery thread. And so you have to it all kind of balances like, out. You have to learn how to use all the software for it, which was a time for me. I was yeah, having a time. That's gonna be a lot harder for me to learn than digitizing software for like Sophie So is easy. Yeah. Um and I definitely can't do anything too complex with it. But for that, I mean there's millions of people out there that put embroidery designs on the internet that you can buy or get for free so you know there's that <laughs> i found i found one that was actually for yuna's obi from final fantasy 10 like the oh, design on it that was pretty cool that is cool. um i don't intend to cosplay that character but i know my friend does so maybe i can be like hey man you want to work out a deal <laughs> you like to buy uh, some embroidery 
<laughs> but yeah, that is that is the tale of the cursed embroidery file. I cannot. I, I'm not going to attempt it again. I cannot believe. <laughs> yeah, broke two needles. You're like, <laughs> fuck you. I'm done. <laughs> that machine breaks needles quite a bit, actually. I I don't know if it's me that's the problem, or the fabric I'm using, or the machine, or Sophie So. I don't know. Sophie So's maybe just cursed. Um, but if you want to get like good digitizing software, it's super expensive. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Like, if you're going to get, like, Adobe Premiere 3 or whatever, hmm. it's probably better software, but that's a lot of money, so. I wonder. Sophie, so it is. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most ominous fucking, I have. Let me call my let people. Let me call my people. I have very special student connections specifically with Adobe stuff, so, like, because also, and then, but then I'd also have to learn how to That's use it. That's true, but it, I mean, like, I can only imagine it's, like, probably going to be, like, the pen tool in, um, like, you'll just, I think you'd just have to learn one tool and then how to export it, and then you'd be fine, you know? That's true. Oh, uh, the other thing about Sophie So is that it doesn't do .vp3, because that's a new so file format. You have to export it, it into dot, another it does, thing that then takes me, yeah. yeah. it does .vip, uh, which is close enough. And then I got complimentary software with my machine that's, it's really basic. I don't think you can actually digitize with it. I've been, I'm kind of still playing with it. But it has, like, different um, machine embroidery things programmed into it. And then also, um, you can, you know, resize... Um, flip rotate you can combine different embroideries together stuff like that and then that exports to .vp3 so i have to export it as a .vip and then load it into this program and then re-export it as a vp3 file yeah we so. had to do stuff like that for the 3d printers as well so we had to export it and then the printer yeah. itself came with its own software and then we had to um throw it in there resize it for the plate and then it would export as the file we needed and then we put that onto a flash drive and plugged it into the 3d printer and then does it work god who knows cross your fingers you're not gonna find out until it either works or it doesn't <laughs> yeah all you just have to try it yeah god making stuff is sad <laughs> yeah i think though lesson um, of the day kids i was <laughs> I was hand embroidering the triangles on my bard costume, which I'm going to continue working on after ALA. And I think now I'm just going to make like a simple diamond pattern in my uh, embroidery machine software and just make a shit ton of patches and sew them on. Yeah. It'll, it'll look really nice, but it's also going to go really fast. I love this. I'm so happy for you. And there's other, there's other smaller things like, like Final Fantasy, a lot of things were like that would look really good if it was embroidered. So I can just, there's a size limit on what I can do, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, but I can still, I can make it work. So yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be a tool that I'm going to use a lot, which is why I was willing to draw money on it, but not as much as some of those floor models. <laughs> oh God. I'm so happy for you. That sounds oh, stupid. It's also, but like- <laughs> it, also doubles, it also doubles as a sewing machine. So I have a backup sewing machine as well. So that's pretty nice. That is dope. The ones that are exclusively for embroidery are like tens of thousands of dollars. So that was never going to happen. <laughs> You're like, Peace was never an option. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. <laughs> that's two fucking X-Men first class references in one. Oh my God, I put my arm out and to like put a two into the air and like 
I have, I don't know if people know this, but I have hyperextended, like I have um, double joints in my shoulders, loose ligaments, and I haven't been going to the gym, so I haven't been taking care of it, and my joint kind of like fell a little bit, and I was like, this Oof. is how I die right here, but it like, I popped it back in just now. Sorry, that was unrelated, but like, I, that just <laughs> happened. Um, yeah. 2019, gotta go back to the gym. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I haven't been taking care of myself because middle of the year- Something really, really stressful happened um, just before summer, and I, and it, like, it was a big deal, and so I just stopped going to the gym during that, and then, like, once you stop, you get, like, in this place where you're like, I'll go back eventually, but yeah. it's, it's- And I'm kind of in a tricky situation right now, too, because I'm, where I'm leaving for ALA in a week, so it's hard for me to, like- yeah motivate myself to cook real food instead of freezer stuff, because, like, well, I don't want leftovers in my fridge, and- Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm busy all the time. because I, I like go home on my lunch breaks to work on my costumes and just because <laughs> it's daylight hours. Because when I, when I start work, it's dark. And when I go home, it's dark. So I can't paint in the dark because it's, it's also colder. And so like midday is the only time I really get a chance to spray paint. And just I was doing like a million layers of Plasti Dip. Just. Yeah. <sighs> the winter so. is a hard. I think the winter is a hard time for me. I like cold better than hot. Um. Yeah, but, but it's dark. But it's dark all the, all the time. time. Yeah, which I was telling my friend, I'm like, ah, yes. So now my regular depression is inside of my seasonal depression, inside of my um, inside or like it was like my regular depression is inside my holiday depression, inside of my seasonal depression. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> An inception of depression. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be able to start taking care of myself like an adult when I get back from ALA. <laughs> God. Um. I. Yeah. Or. Or. Am I talking? Because I don't take care of myself when I'm in cons. That's for sure. That's for fucking sure. I definitely. Well, I mean, like, I at least I brought food last time, but I was tabling so I could do that. God, I still like when I looked the the door guard directly into the eye as I was pouring Diet Coke out of a giant thing into a cup and I was staring at him in the eye as I was doing it and he was staring at me and I was like, do you want some Diet Coke? (laughs) They only had Pepsi, which is the devil's water and for a can of Diet Pepsi, like a can, they wanted $4.30. And it wasn't, and there was no ice and it was hot. We're gonna we're gonna have a hotel room, and since we're driving, I'm planning on bringing like cup ramen and Chex Mix and stuff because I don't want to I don't want to stop for breakfast and leave my car alone with all of our shit inside of it. That's 100% I'm gonna fair. like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get there, and then we can have food. <laughs> so I'm gonna have snacks in the car, so not we're like we're not like dying and hangry. I'm always hangry. Um, That's the secret cap. <laughs> and, and energy drinks because today is a good day to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awaited in Valhalla. <laughs> I'm awaited in Valhalla. <laughs> There's that, which is apparently located in Ontario, California. <laughs> Ontario, California. Not to be confused with Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh my god. Oh man, I don't even want to think about going to Ontario, Canada in at this time of year. That's true, because isn't it like snow or something? Oh yeah, it's real cold. Like <laughs> single digits to negatives every damn day. That's depending on where in Ontario you are. But I feel like I wouldn't like I don't mind the cold, but like I said, like the There's a limit. There's, yeah. 
You gotta draw a line in the sand. <laughs> and the darkness is hard for me. Um, because then like I have zero so I already have the metabolism of a I think I talked about this on Twitter, but like I already have a super slow metabolism. And then like and I'm always tired, no matter what I'm doing. Um, and that's when my sister was like, you can hack your biological system. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? And it meant drinking mushrooms. And I was Nothing. like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> uh, but I thought it was going to be cool, but it was mushrooms. Um, and so, like, the but the winter just knocks whatever's left of my energy out of my body. And so I've been sleeping really weird. And, like, I, I'm only going to take, um, like, one class this semester because I have to – I'm trying to transfer again. And um, now that I finished – oh, I got an A in math. I forgot to put that in my pre-salt. Yay! Yeah, I got an A on the final and I got an A and the whole thing. Hard-earned day. Yeah, and I got an A in um, sculpture, which I don't think I deserved. I mean, I tried my best, but, like, some, some- – <laughs> You deserved it. You earned it. Like I, you got an A. Oh, but I got an A. So I don't know how that happened, but I I did work really hard on it. So, um, but I don't want to be out of the system because I need the like counselors and stuff for transferring again. So I'm still going to be taking classes, um, but like not very many. So I'm trying to I'm trying to find work again, which is just like. <sighs> That's my mood. Big mood. That's my big, big mood, mood about it. Um, and I'm trying to be a functioning adult, but it's real hard when I'm tired. And like I said, I need to go back to the gym because I, I think it'll be better because I this is going to be the year where I do my best to take care of myself, too, with my drawing stuff because I've been I've been starting to get wrist pain and hand pain more. And I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> um, so one of the things I'm going to do is I bought this thing to like lift up my laptop, but then I can't use the hotkeys. So then I'm going to for my for my birthday, which is in February. Um, I was like, can I have a uh, a keyboard to like a separate keyboard for my laptop, um, essentially, so that it can be under the like stand that I'm going to put it on. So I also don't have to bend my neck down, um, which is super super better for my back because I haven't been taking care of my back. I've been having really bad back pain. Um, which I think. Oh yeah, I'm such a sloucher. Yeah, I think going to the gym too will make me work those muscles more and give me more. Because at this point, they're just stuck solid, and like I'm not even going to the gym to like do anything in particular at this point, except for to stop my muscles and my body from atrophying. <laughs> and there's a couple of like if you if you look them up because I remember doing them for a while but i got out of it because i'm a bad adult but uh there's certain weights exercises you can do that will actually help with your posture as well so oh i should check that out so that i can yeah, what i can't remember the name of one of them but i, I i'm like doing the motion at my desk because i remember it but i don't remember what it's called so i'll see if i can find that one Yeah, because i definitely need to take care of that and also i think it'll help me f- have slightly more energy <laughs> when i go to the gym like i get tired but then i like it overall raises my energy levels. Um, and then my mom bought me a glove for my um, tablet that reduces friction. So that's been pretty good. I got an ergonomic uh, grip um, for Christmas for my tablet pen. That's like a nerdy, lame gift to some people. But I'm like, no, thank you for saving my thumb. Because it's really reduced the amount of hammer thumb issues I've been having. And it looks really weird. But it like anything to help. Um, so, like, I've definitely been spending a lot of time on, um, working on, uh, taking care of myself better, 
this year uh, as far as drawing um, and looking for jobs has been really unfortunate. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find something that I think I could hold up well at the same time as um, but luckily I, I don't have math now so that should be better but like it's really hard for me because I don't do retail well but all the only jobs that are open are retail jobs and so it's just like oh, fuck um, it's been some interesting application processes recent like I've been going through you should uh, you should see if there's any jobs um, at your college that don't involve cold calling people and asking for donations. <laughs> I love that very specific that don't involve. Because when I was going to school, that was the main job available to freshmen. But once you got a little bit older, you could like work at the fish- fitness center or like. I really want um, the library job that sometimes opens up. Yeah. Um, and they just built. I bet a, a lot library. of people apply for that one. Yeah, and I'm just like, give me that like, give me that sweet library position. Um, because I love working in libraries, but, uh, yeah, there's like a little bit of customer service involved in that, but not a lot. And it's quiet. Yeah. It's just like the perfect job for a college student, which is why everybody applies for it. Yeah. And for, and for me, because like with my, you know, me trying to take care of my mental illness stuff, loud noises are hard for me. Customer service is hard, but it would be easier if I wasn't also getting screamed at by music and just like people, loud noises and stuff like that. Um, it's hard for me to take, that makes me sound so stupid, but it's just part of like how my um, mental illness is that like leads me to no, that I feel you though. Like I, I get overwhelmed sometimes if there's a lot going on with sound. And yeah. And then like to do, like- to go back to that every single day can get really hard on my mental illness. And because I don't have, like, because I don't have, um, I can, I don't know if people, if I talked about this before, but like the way that my healthcare is and like the way that I like, I just have to deal with what my healthcare provider is. I can only see my therapist once a month. If that, sometimes I go two months without being able to see him. Um, and I really need to take care of myself that way. So in the interim, I have to take care of myself a lot, um, and if I take care of myself, I don't mean, like, drawing bathtubs full of bubble bath. <laughs> I mean, like, I have to make sure I don't have a mental breakdown by doing responsible things. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I really just, I've been feeling really, like, uh, I, I guess it's sorry for myself. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm, because I'm, I'm going to be turning 25 um, on February 3rd, and, like, Every day I'm marching closer to death. And... Ah, uh, your quarter-life crisis. Yeah. And I'm like, what have I done with my life? Absolutely fucking nothing. Um, <laughs> and, like, I, I don't have... I don't... I don't know. I, I look at all my friends and I think you guys are, you know, doing so well. And I admire all of my friends. And I'm like, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> so I'm having that big issue right now i think um that's making like what is normally just like a job search like much more stressful and like finishing school i just want to finish school but then i'm like then what do i do with it what do i do with my degree like if i want to teach then i need my master's degree and it's just going to be this whole mess and i'm already in debt and it's just like ugh, i'm having a having a personal stupid fucking crisis and it's not oh sorry i just punched my mic um, <laughs> it's not, it's not anything that anybody can, like, do anything about. I just have to, like, fight through it and be an adult. But, um, yeah, I think that's my, my biggest salt right now is just 
me. I'm my salt. And I look in the mirror and I see me and I'm like, you, you're the salt. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, like there's other salt. I, I don't want to talk about Louis C.K. though, because... I don't want to talk about this. I've, I've been I mean, trying to tell other, people other people have who other people have talked about yeah. him and and it's like I've been yeah, trying that's... to tell people and then like people are suddenly like, oh, he's not a good guy and I'm like, bitch, I told you no, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's like there's been all that and um, but that's like that's not the thing that's on the forefront of my mind. I think too every New Year's um, there's like this there's a, there's like a there is a little bit of hope that comes with a new year, you know, but there's a lot of like dread of like, am I going to yeah. fuck it up this time? And like, I can't think about it that way. I have to think about it. Like you just don't know what's going to happen and that could be good or bad. And there's nothing you can do about it right now, except do your best every day, you know? Um, but, and, and last year was hard. I think for me a lot politically, like I had, there was a lot of shit that happened last year that was just hard to take. As far as like, I had a lot going around in, on New Year's 2018 as well. Yeah. So, um, but I definitely, I, I like, I, as I was sitting there, um, I was thinking, like, well, I reconnected with somebody I missed a lot last year. And like, I had a great time on the Salt Report with my friends. You know, like, there were things that were good about those last year. And, um, most of them were the people in my life. Um, which is why I've been so gross and been like, I love everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I definitely have to fix my sleep schedule and, uh, before class starts, cause I'm actually going to be doing lit mag. Um, it's lit. (laughs) So so what does that mean? Uh, So lit mag is technically a class. It counts for English credits, but I already have like 70 billion credits. So I was mostly taking it cause I like the teacher, but essentially, um, our school has a lit literary magazine. Um, oh. yeah. And we only, we release one a year and it, they only have this class in the spring. And basically what I'm signing up to do is to be an editor. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. yeah. So a bunch of people sign up and we choose like what the magazine is going to look like, which sometimes causes a war. And especially cause I'm like aesthetically <laughs> inclined. I'm like, I have opinions. Um, but we also get pieces submitted to us and we read the pieces and we go through them and we vote on which ones we think want to be in the magazine, um, which I imagine will also be competitive, but will be kind of nice. And then at the year we throw a big um, release party and then someone will come and read their pieces and stuff because um, we usually have guest authors um, and it's pretty cool. And so I wanted to do it last um, spring, but something happened personal and I could not. So luckily... Um, I, it's like uh, probably going to be the only class I take, uh, while I'm working. And so that, I think it's a good balance between like, that's a class I can do. It's like twice a week for an hour. Um, and I'll have a lot of reading to do, but like mostly I'll just be doing work and commissions outside of that. Cause once I finish, I, I did the whole, the good thing about, um, applying to, California State Universities is that your stuff stays in the um system. They have like a account for you and then like I can just log back into that and then just update my information, but I don't have to like do the whole process over again, you know? Um Yeah. So that application process will be much easier, although I have to pay them money again, which is just like fucking ridiculous. But 
application fees for universities are a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, and it's like, I have to pay to maybe get into this university. Like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> like, where is the- Pay to get possibly rejected. Yeah, and like, where is the tuition buddy going? Which is, okay, one of my school's- like still messages me and uh, and they're like i would like more money and i'm like where did my tuition go <laughs> yeah no same thing like the the university of utah is always again that's why i had that comment about the call centers um is that they always get freshmen to cold call people asking asking alumni for um donations and at first i was really polite and i would listen to them and be like oh not this time and then i started saying now isn't a good time and now i just hang up <laughs> like yeah. It's been years. I've never once donated. Leave me alone. It's like, bruh, what money do you think I'll be donating? Like, I met a I met a person, um, I, I know a person now who has a house and I was like, Bro. And like they're they're like telling me all the things wrong with their house, but meanwhile I'm like, You have a house. Yeah, that's my quarter life crisis <laughs> is that a whole bunch of my friends are getting houses and I'm just like I'm just sitting in my apartment like, oh. oh I'm just like, oh. imagine if I didn't live with my parents. And you're like, what if I had a house? Yeah. And all of us are just... Grass Grass is greener, right? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I want I want to walk down the street and people be like, that person has their life together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess I could fake. Acting. <laughs> acting. Um, but I want it to be real. I want to have my life together, and right now I just feel like a loser. Um, I'm like Eddie and Venom. Shit, maybe that's why I liked that movie. <laughs> my, somebody who hadn't seen it was like, it just looks like he's just sweaty and disoriented for the whole movie. And I'm like, yep, that's it. That's the whole movie. <laughs> he's me. <laughs> sweaty and disoriented. He's also, it's also like, um, I went to see Into the Spider-Verse twice. Why didn't I fucking talk about that again? I saw it again. Um, and it was still really good the second time around. I saw it with some people who hadn't seen it before. But Peter B. Parker is a fucking mood. He's the, like... Yeah, you talked about that when you first saw yeah, it, too. Yeah, seeing it again, I'm just like, Jesus. And, um, recently there's been a whole bunch of, like, crack ship art of him and Eddie and, and Venom, because, you know, Venom's there. Um, can't really avoid Venom. It, like uh, together and i'm like oh my god this is the ultimate garbage pile raccoon ship and i love it i love it so much i don't know like it's it's, it's a crack ship but i understand it in my heart um but yeah god and like recently um uh jeremy sent me a message because jeremy and i scream about it sometimes i sent him like the worst of the memes i've seen about um <laughs> a fucking uh the peter porker and um spider-man noir because for some reason people are shipping them and not in a sex way i think it started out as a joke but then someone was like it's like in peter rabbit or like who framed roger rabbit where like peter yeah, rabbit. Yeah, rabbit it's like in who framed <laughs> that's a different story <laughs> entirely different sorry um and who framed roger rabbit where like it like jessica rabbit and him roger rabbit are together but you like they don't act like if you think about it too hard you're like oh my god they fuck but then like if you don't think about it all, <laughs> it's okay you know um it, like i think people ship them like that but some every once in a while there'll be something truly horrifying and i'll send it to jeremy greer because i care about him um but we were talking about how uh the like like peter b parker would rather die than go back to his own universe and deal with his issues 
I felt that. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking me, to be honest. Uh, but, I mean, I do want to deal with my issues. That's the problem. I just don't know how. Um, that's the problem is, like, I don't want to dodge them. I want to deal with them. Um, my, my, uh, I, 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 the thing that, like, made me think about this, this is stupid, but I lost my eyebrow trimmers. Um, and I'm really sad about it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's how it always is. It's like some stupid, inconsequential thing happens, and n- n- it's the end of the world, TM. Yeah, I'm like, this is it. This is the straw that broke the fucking camel's back. Is I lost my eyebrow trimmers, and I'll. I remember having a meltdown in university once because I dropped my earrings down the sink. <laughs> and like, and afterwards, it wasn't really about the earring, yeah. but that was the thing I was focusing this on. Is, this is it. This is the thing that finally <laughs> kills me. Um. And I had to use some cheap ones that I found, like, that, I think they're actually cuticle clippers, that's the worst part. They're not even fucking eyebrow clippers, the ones that I'm using now. They're like, they're like little tiny scissors, and they're really, they're made of plastic, and my other ones were metal, and I'm just so sad. And then I'm like, my entire life is are these fucking plastic eyebrow cuticle trimmers. Um, but, you know, I just want to say at the end of this sad talk that I'm really thankful for my friends, y'all are dope um and you make me laugh and also i get to send you the worst fucking shit in the universe and <laughs> you still talk to me afterwards um and also i get to talk to Kay about metal gear um so metal gear, metal gear. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you first floor basement <laughs> second floor basement her <laughs> so not him <laughs> yeah I, Snake's such a fucking dumbass. Sorry. Maybe I am Snake. Maybe that's how. <laughs> Second floor basement. Um. So hopefully, uh, you know, I'll have. I'll just think about. You know what? Maybe I should just focus on how much everybody in Metal Gear's lives suck, and then I'll be like, you know what? <laughs> could be worse. <laughs> I don't want to say could be worse, but like, you know, knock on wood. Is this even wood? Is this wall even real, or is it like plaster? My house. Okay, you're you're going down a rabbit hole here. Let's. Yeah, let's see. I, <laughs> no, I just knocked on my wall, and I it occurred to me that my house is made out of like sad stuff because we had a really windy New Year's Eve, and it felt like our house was gonna blow away. And you know that time when like. There's like a point where you're like, oh, yes, my house is very sturdy. And then when your house feels like it's going to blow away, you're like, is my house made of paper? So that's my salt. Um, I love you guys. And you're like, uh, my friend recently said I love you to one of their friends and and their friend said noted. And then <laughs> it reminded me of you. So. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but I love you guys. So imported salt. There was some, I think it was on um, at Reddit ships. I saw this <laughs> where. Um, they were like, I said I love you to my boyfriend, and he just finger guns at me. What does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> Dump him. <laughs> if you ever want to, like, feel really good about your life, maybe you should look at at Reddit ships sometime. <laughs> God. You you know- It's just people fucking up their relationships super fucking hard. Okay, but one of my favorite Reddit posts that actually ended well was that one where that guy- I'm. This is my last thing, my last tangent before Imported Salt, but that one where that guy- 
um, was talking about how his roommate came out to him and then he was like, his roommate is like, is this going to be a problem? He's like, no, I'm not homophobic. And then his roommate started bringing guys home and he just really hated these guys. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he's like, am I homophobic? (laughs) And he's like freaking out on um, Reddit. And then later he's like, guys, it turns out I was just jealous. And then now we're (laughs) dating. So thank you for the help. And now he's dating his roommate. So I was like, that was the cutest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. I just love the, am I homophobic? Like, <laughs> I thought- there was a similar one recently where he was like spending a lot of time hanging out with this guy. Uh, and then it's like, and then we got drunk and we had sex and it was the best sex I've ever had. And But I'm not gay. And it's like, everybody's like, bro. bro. <laughs> and then later he's like, maybe I'm not as straight as I thought I was. <laughs> I people too, like, like because because bi people get erased all the time they're like it's either straight or nothing which is how fan fiction treats it unfortunately but it's like you're either straight or you're not and i'm like you can be both my dude yeah Yeah. like just because you had sex with girls and enjoyed it but then you had sex with a guy and enjoyed it doesn't mean that you can enjoy both and that's that's the secret cap I mean, he he specifically says that it was better than any sex he's had with a woman, which is like, (laughs) 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 under normal circumstances, I'd be like, you right. But in this case, I think it's a little different. (laughs) Bro, (laughs) you're my whole world, bro. Close your eyes. So then he called me his boyfriend and I felt weird about it. And it's like, well, well, (laughs) you are. I have news for you. <laughs> it's it, that's that's some good quality wholesome Reddit content. TM. But sometimes. anyway, did you want to talk about Metal Gear again, or should we go no, on to the important stuff? No, that was all. I, I talked about my problems with Metal Gear and my pre-salt while I was ranting. So we can go on to imported salt. All right, let's move on to imported salt. The first comes from Dex uh, at ninety nine Dexterity. Hey there, y'all. Been a while. I recently rewatched part two of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I just have to say that Caesar deserved better. The little bl- bubble-blowing bastard was a better JoJo than Joseph, and he's more stylish. Gah! Hope you all had a great holiday, and I wish you had a happy new year. Um, I... Caesar's not a JoJo, though. <laughs> he's not... He's not in the Joestar family. His name's not JoJo. I can't argue with anything else, because I do really like Caesar, but, like, he's not a JoJo. And thus, Bruh. he can never be a better JoJo than JoJo. Because only yeah. JoJo can be... Jo- I sound like fucking Mojo JoJo from... If you're JoJo, and he's JoJo, and they're all JoJo, then who's flying the plane? <laughs> <laughs> Someone made that comic. I remember seeing it. Um, second piece of imported salt is from Michael Pren at Michael underscore Pren. I got salt. Work keeping me late, so I can't post my salt in a timely manner. Um, my real style comes courtesy of Diablo 2, and it's chapter 3. Miles and miles of bland, featureless forest. Forest populated by fast-moving, hard-to-click-on critters. If the big Mayan citadel at the end wasn't so full of cool monsters, I'd cheat past the whole chapter. Keep it saline, pod hosts. <laughs> saline solution. I forgot to talk about... Speaking of saline, because I don't know anything about Diablo, but I've been there where you're just like, ah, yes, a bush, another bush, another bush. Oh, yes. Um, but uh, speaking of saline, um, I woke up with my ear on fire the other day. 
Oh, no. So my left ear was just, like, on fire. It was, and I looked in the mirror, and it was, like, huge swollen where my piercing was. Um, And I was like, this ain't right. So I just ripped my piercing out of my ear before, because it was getting so tight that I was, like, afraid it was going to grow into the back of my ear, which has happened before um, with a different piercing. So I ripped it out, and I um, looked online, and they're like, don't take it out. So then I was like, oh, shit. So then I called the doctor, and the doctor was like, come in, and they had to... They're like, oh, um, do you mind if a student comes in? And I was like, no, I don't care. Like, I would like to help this student. If my ear pain can help them, then help I shall. Um, and then the cutest fucking girl in the world came in and I regretted it instantly. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, so it turned out that my ear was infected and I had to take antibiotics for um, like 10 days, a day and night. And I couldn't eat dairy within the time that I took them which was a weird thing, but, uh, it's still... Yeah, usually they say, like, if it bothers your stomach, you should take it with yeah. dairy. Um, they just, they're like, you cannot have dairy with this, and I was like, okay. Um, but I, I, my ear looks a little bit better. It still looks like, like, there's something in there, but maybe it's just scarring. I don't know, it just looks weird, but it... And there's usually scar tissue at piercing sites, especially if you get them done with the gun. Yeah, I mean, this, I've had this piercing for eight years, but it's just never fucking healed right. And so, um, like, when he was like, when did you get this piercing? I was like, eight years ago. <laughs> so it's just weird. Yeah, I took out my um, helix piercing after, like, two years because it wasn't healing properly. And, like, I, I'll always remember that one because by that point I'd gotten a couple of ear cartilage piercings. And so I was like, hey, um, I tend to swell like a motherfucker, so can you put a longer-than-average bar in there? And they're like, this one will be fine. And it wasn't, and I had to go back two days later and get a new one because my ear hurt because it was so swollen that it was, like, putting pressure on the post. Um, so Bitch, I warned you. Didn't fucking listen. Yeah. But, like, it was always getting caught on towels and yanking on it, and then we'd be angry again, and just, eventually I just pop that motherfucker out um, and let it heal. But the funniest fucking part of this whole thing, because it was definitely infected, and uh, the funniest part about it, though, is that I told my friend, and she's like, Jesse, last night I had a dream that my ear piercing was infected on my left ear, <laughs> which was the ear that got infected. And then that was the night before I woke up with my infected ear piercing that hadn't shown any signs of being infected other than I kept getting like the like hot flashes like a fever but I was like what is this fever coming from but I didn't like my ear didn't hurt until that day the night before she had a dream her ear piercing on the left ear was infected and and I wake up with an infected ear piercing I was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) Um, weird coincidence but yeah definitely she's been dream walking like that episode of spongebob but um yeah i just i i forgot to mention this but it was a big piece of salt but i also thought that was like a weird a weird thing so now i'm down a piercing not that i care because i'm still punk as fuck um <laughs> but i forgot to put that in my salt and saline reminded me because usually you don't put uh you're not supposed to put um alcohol or anything on your piercings you're only supposed to use saline solution yeah and it all it all came back in the end. <laughs> Brought it around. Brought it around. Full circle. All right, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me as at Filthy Wizard on Twitter and on Pillowfort. And you can find me as at Filthy Magic User on Twitch. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade, and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. You can find Jake uh, on Twitter as at Jake underscore Lionheart, uh, and all of his relevant links are in his bio. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt, and on Fireside as saltreport.fireside.fm. And on basically anywhere you can get your po- your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, the works. Um, if you'd like to support the show, you can consider donating to our Kofi, which is ko-fi.com/saltreport, um, or you can leave us an, a review on iTunes, like those a lot. Um, or if you'd like to submit salt for our imported salt section, you can DM us on Twitter as again at podcast salt. I always, I always look for them every week and try and put them into the doc. So, and we like them. We love your. Salt. We love them. Yeah, I love, I love getting imported salt. It makes us feel special. Yeah, it's like, ooh, we got one! Yay! Um, and with that, that's our show for this week. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Bye. Yeah, bye. Snake eater.